we play chamber folk <laughs> music. Okay. <laughs> um, Which means nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> nothing. That is, uh, yeah. Hi there, my friends. Welcome to a new episode of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and this is the show where we love to go behind the scenes and talk one-on-one with artists making some of the most meaningful music today so you can learn the heart behind the music. We are so excited to bring you this, our sixth episode of the fourth season of Green Room Door. So yeah, we have a lot of interviews under the belt, a lot more to still come. We're so excited to bring you. Um, And one of the things we're also really excited about is we can't wait for live music to return and we're going to usher it in with the biggest music party of 2021. Get ready for the inaugural White Owl Music Fest coming to the Nashville area Memorial Weekend. We've got an amazing lineup of artists like Jars of Clay, Sandra McCracken, Taylor Linhart, Royce Lovin, and a bunch more. You can see the full roster. You can get ticket prices. All of that is at whiteowlmusicfest.com. We'll actually talk a little bit more about it later in the show. Um, but if you want to get a jump start, I encourage it because the early bird tickets um, are, are the, the lowest price that you can get right now. And you can save the most money if you can buy your tickets before March 20th. Yes, the early bird tickets are only available through March 20, uh, March 19th. So, all right, on with the interviews. That's why you're here, right? Um, and coming up in the second half of the show... We're going to be hearing a 10-year flashback interview with legendary guitarist Phil Keggy. And coming up in the first half, we have uh, the amazing Americana, bluegrass, some might call it chamber folk, (laughs) quartet, the Arcadian Wild. Yes, um, they are amazing. And we are so excited to feature them, learn more about their brand new EP that just released in early February, and even find out about the band's origins. Um, and plus, they have some tips for you, too, if you love playing music. So um, let's uh, we'll dive into the full conversation right after we listen to this little clip of a song so you get an idea of their music. Um, This comes from one of my favorites of theirs from 2019. This is Silence a Stranger. This is the Arcadian Wild on Green Room Door. All right, so um, maybe just start by uh, sharing a little bit about um, the history of the band and just sort of how it came together and, um, you know, that whole process. So the Arcadian Wild started in the fall of 2013. I was a senior at Lipscomb University, 
and uh, I we started the band. Uh, I started the band with a couple of my choir mates in the mm. music department, and uh, we just kind of started jamming for fun mm-hmm. and didn't stop. And I graduated that following spring, and then uh, the semester after that, uh, Mr. Isaac Horn found himself in Nashville, also at Lipscomb. So we're a very pro Lipscomb <laughs> yeah. band, um, and. Uh, yeah, we, we just kind of kept going and we ran our first Kickstarter for our first full length record in 2015, I think, in February and March of that year, and uh, released an album. We're really excited. And uh, yeah, it, we've just kind of been going since then. It's been like six or seven years, and uh, there's been like a lot of change mm-hmm. over that time. We've, we've like grown and, and developed and um, had people come in and out and make uh, significant contributions and help us like find our path forward and we're really grateful for all of that and I guess that's uh, the best summary I know how to do on the fly. That's, that's great. <laughs> There's a lot that is yeah. going through my head. But, yeah. So I, I want to talk about your new music in a second. Yes. But I I can't pass up Finch in the Pantry, which was uh, just one of the best albums of 2019. Oh, I mean, you. wow. I, I think really nice. <laughs> really, really, well, you know, it's, it's a phenomenal record. Um, tell me a little bit about maybe the evolution of your sound and everything that went into that project. Yeah, that's a good question. It's tough to, I think it's tough to kind of go back and track your own musical journey and, and, and growth and evolution. But I feel like we started playing this sort of like folk, folk-esque genre music just because that was, we, we had the instruments that were conducive to that. It's just sort of what we had. Like I, I had a guitar, you know, Lincoln was playing mandolin. And, um, and, and of course, you know, like in high school, we, we, we listened to various singer-songwriters and stuff. So I think we were just sort of naturally set up to, to start sort of on that folk singer-songwriter um, foundation and um, sort of after we started started the band and uh, a year or two in we started to come in contact with with other players that were playing loads of different types of, of or different styles of music all within the broader Americana folk world and we started finding ourselves at uh, bluegrass festivals where people, you know, 11 year olds were playing faster than we could ever dream of playing. Mm-hmm. And, and we discovered, you know, well, you know, bands like the Punch Brothers and we've always loved Nickel Creek and that, that kind of stuff. And uh, we, we are also have a choral background, like, like Lincoln said. And so there's this formal vocal music that's always informed mm-hmm. um, our, our own music and this sort of classical uh, touch to things. And, and so I think is just as we, as we, got better and better at, at our, our, our own instruments and just practice and practice. That was sort of married with the, the classical uh, intricate tendencies, I guess, of just that we, we, we were striving after that and trying to force that into the instruments that we, that we had mm. to play on. And I think we just kind of found ourselves, I don't even know what, it's so tough to describe, I think, to describe the music that we play. I just, I don't, we, I think whenever we're feeling 
particularly pretentious. <laughs> we say uh, we're, uh, we play chamber folk <laughs> music. <Okay. laughs> um, Which means nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. That is, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just this sort of um, vocal music, vocal heavy uh, music compared, or um, on top of uh, instrumentation, currently guitar, mandolin, fiddle, and bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, songwriting wise compositional um, speaking we I don't know I think we just have a tendency to really like don't want to settle whenever mm-hmm. we're we're writing music and um, just sort of whenever we have an idea let's like let's uh, we want to create the freedom to fully chase that idea down and um, just sort of uh, unrestricted no expectations let's see where that takes us and um, and then also just try something totally different whenever we wanted to. And I think mm-hmm. also we have multiple songwriters in the group. And so we kind of have these several worlds converging and making this this sound and uh, writing these songs that uh, just one of us could never could never do on our own. Yeah. Um, so that's I think that's personally one of my favorite parts about being in this band is, mm-hmm. is the variety that comes from just being in a group of people with with different backgrounds and different visions. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think um, to kind of add on to that, I think like Finch in the Pantry was definitely like a departure from like what we had done, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to that point. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of that had to do with just all the, I think all the music for that record was like very meticulously arranged with this ensemble in mind. Mm-hmm. And like for our first record that we put out like five years ago now, pretty much all of those tunes like predated the band. And so we, we were kind of, we sort of had this pre-existing material that we were finding ways to address like after it was had sort of been formed. Mm-hmm. And with Finch and the Pantry, like all of that stuff was constructed with this group yeah. at the forefront. And like, okay, these are the tools we have, like what can we do? Mm-hmm. And so I think it was, that was really fun and very freeing hmm. to um, to kind of like reimagine like where we can go as a group. So you're yeah. very nice oh. <laughs> to describe it mm. as one of the best albums of 2019. Yeah. Well, <laughs> encouraging to hear that. So we've never that thought has never crossed our minds. No. Wow, <laughs> I'm Thank surprised. You. No, I'm, it's it's phenomenal. Um, the new work that you have just released. Um, is a really special EP that um, is kind of based on the first chapters of Genesis. Can you tell tell us more about um, what what has gone into this project and how people are now able to experience it? Yeah, that one. It's so the the whole EP is called Principium, and what's technically Principium. <laughs> Which is super Latin and and uh, <laughs> it doesn't just, it doesn't, doesn't just roll off the tongue yeah, super well. It's not as nice. um, so we're just gonna go with principium, and uh, it means uh, beginning in Latin. Just sort of it's where we get words like principle, um, and it, the the project's been like five years in the making. Sort of we we've been working on it on and off for for the duration of five years and um it started we started with the third movement there's four movements and um 
spring, summer, fall, winter. And we started with the third one and uh, just it started as just that song and kind of as that one started to take form and it kind of started to have, have a direction and a context We're like, well, we could, let's just go all out. Let's tell the whole story rather than just this one moment of the story. And, and we had the idea to use the construct of the seasons, um, which just portray this, this seasonal um, annual cycle of, of new life and decay and desolation and then new life again and flourishing of that life and just sort of over and over again that cycle and um we thought that was that was a really uh like tangible and like universal example of the way that we are in relationship with one another as people Mm -hmm. and with the divine um, just this sort of ebb and flow of you know we're we're all we're on the same page we're we're a team we're a community we're a family, and then there's this moment where trust is broken and and deceit and betrayal enter the picture, and then there's this sort of desolate, hopeless feeling, and then at a certain point hope re-enters the the, the picture and and there's reconciliation, and then we're back to that you know we're we're, we're stronger and we're more connected than than we ever have been before. And um, so that's sort of, those are the ideas that we are trying to explore throughout this project. Yeah, that's great. Can you tell me a little bit about the, um, you guys have done like short films Mm -hmm. that go along with the music? Can you tell us like kind of the vision of that? Yeah, we got the pleasure to work with Grayson Welch. Um, He's a filmmaker who did the, the four four videos for us and um they were all filmed in oregon we flew out there um and Uh, so there's a narrative element yeah so beautiful it's kind of crazy that one place or one state can have like so many different landscapes um but we flew out there and they spent lincoln and isaac spent a week out there and then eric and i flew up for the um the musical elements of it but the narrative story kind of tells it follows this um the progression of one man starting as a boy and growing up into um, an older gentleman and kind of just this story of like what they said, like, you know, you you grow and you have this like childlike wonder for life and um, just this excitement for things. And then as you grow, you know, you start getting um, restless with where you are and you are seeking like something new and different and you kind of lose sight of like what it is that um, really hold you together and what really is important to you, you know, and you kind of betray, betray something or someone or, you know, the divine or a relationship and um, kind of leads you astray. But ultimately there's redemption and you kind of come back to that. Um, and so it's just, just the cycle. And I think it's really, um, it's really accessible to people of all like walks of life, all faiths. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. the way we kind of decided to portray the story and um, the songs are just, really applicable to more than just one one thing applicable to most aspects of life and i think the story we kind of tried um to make that apparent that um it's not like exclusive to anybody like anyone can um find like truth and appreciation in in what we've done yeah that's awesome could you share a little bit any of you about um uh kind of a word of advice for the you know the DIY artists that are out there. Absolutely. 
I mean, I, I can, I know there's a lot I could say. One of the first things that comes to mind is uh, to be really patient with yourself and with mm. the world around you, mm. but also hold that in hand in hand with a, a willingness and a dedication to show up and do the work like every single day, like mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, mm. that how, whether it's, whether it's super glamorous or kind of like down and dirty slug fest kind of stuff, mm. like that you just kind of have to get through. Like it's, even if it's not enjoyable sometimes, it's still really important and it's really sacred and really, um, really formative, I think. And I, I, you know, I, there's, I think especially with, you know, what we've done over the last six or seven years as like a developing group, like playing music together is such a small percentage of the work we actually do. Like most of it, most of it's driving, <laughs> um, but but also a lot of like, you know, just uh, just time spent like practicing and like kicking the tires on song ideas and like piecing through um, new ideas together mm -hmm. and like learning how to collaborate. I think especially being like part of a team. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like whether whether you're a solo artist or like part of a group, like both of those things have their uh, their strengths and uh, their their difficulties and um, unique challenges. But I I've really enjoyed like being part of a team, and that uh, there when you know I've I've inevitably run into moments where like like I'm really I'm running on a really low tank, mm. like creatively or spiritually. Um, and, and it's been nice to have people to to like press into to to sort of reinvigorate my desires and interests um, to to and to, to redirect and help me like get back in the saddle right. I think so that's some of what yeah, <laughs> I yeah. might say <laughs> yeah I would say um, just consume as much different types of art as, as you can not just music, and, I, and I, I know that that's just overwhelming whenever you look at everything that's available to us today. Um, but I think it's so easy to, to feel like, okay, you know, you're not spending enough time, like, you know, diving into whatever your, your own type of, of art is. You're like, oh, I'm not listening to enough music, or I'm not writing enough, or whatever. Um, and I, and, you know, of course, you know, eat, eat that up. But uh, I think that all types of, all forms of art, and not even just the most traditional forms of art, but you know, any sort of, of activity that brings you joy, I think can only inform positively um, the, um, the, the project that, that you're currently working on. You know, so watch as many movies as you can, read books, learn how to make a really awesome meal and like spend just say take a day and just dive into that and then explore the way that that makes that makes you feel and the things that you learn about um you know, there's, there's just there's there's there all of all of those things are tied together and they they share a, a, a foundation and they share a process and um especially whenever you find yourself in a rut and just are sort of feeling directionless and not sure like what the next thing to do is you're you're feeling unproductive um, there's, I, I don't think that you have to have to be doing the thing that you're trying to do in order to 
um, progress in mm, that thing, mm. which seems a mm. little bit intuitive, yeah. or, like, you know, count, right. counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so before we go, um, just if people want to dive into the new work that you've released, um, I'm assuming the music is going to be on all music platforms, basically. Um, yes. Yeah. So yep. people can just find it wherever they listen to music, basically. And then where can they find these short films, the film, uh, you know, the whole film story? On YouTube. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, all the videos will be out on YouTube and uh, they we're going to combine them into just one mm -hmm. full full movie i guess yeah. you can call it they've been released um, incrementally yeah and they're the, grayson has done a really nice job creating like teasers at the end of each movement sort of to to help generate interest for whatever's coming next oh, so they, they all exist independently of each other but they'll also exist in like a form altogether wow. just kind of a one continuous piece you can find that on our our, our youtube channel mm -hmm. cool yeah Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. And cool. That's great. Thanks, guys, for uh, spending time here. This yeah, is awesome. Of course. Thank you, Nick. Uh, how fun. A huge thank you to Lincoln, Isaac, and Bailey from the Arcadian Wild for that conversation. And before we get to our halfway point, let's listen to one of their new songs in its entirety. This is the conclusion of Principium. Here's track number four, Winter Will. I felt the warmth recede like a scroll Rolled up and sealed, left me dark and hollow I felt the cold, oh it burned like a furnace Frostbite consumes, ensues I am banished I felt my heart, sunder and harden as I my soul pulled in every direction what once was whole has chosen defection I felt the chaos and came with her the hail 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 creation long live your volition will we go on like we deserve a pardon
fighting all If it all began like a faithful friend to feel like home again. Love it. Yes, I, I really do think it's um, really like a songwriting masterpiece. Um, this new EP from the Arcadian Wild called Principium. It's four songs chronicling the early chapters of Genesis in music form and such good stuff. I love it. Um, we really would want you to check it out on any streaming device or you could buy it and download it. Um, it is worth going out and getting and we're going to put a a link in the show notes to their youtube page where you can watch these like basically like mini films that are put together to represent each song and you could watch them all in about a 20 minute span it's so well done and worth checking out um also we would love for you to check out the white owl music fest which is coming up in on memorial weekend we are so excited about it because not only do we get to experience live music again in a safe outdoor socially distanced way but we have an incredible lineup of artists lined up we have a vip weekend experience available there's some amazing on-site lodging options just tons of fun i'm having a blast putting it together and it will only become more fun if you are there And early bird pricing is happening right now through March 19th. So get in right now on the cheaper tickets. And um, and then we hope to see you at the White Owl Music Fest. That uh, website is whiteowlmusicfest.com. Okay, we have a short break. And then we're going to do a 10-year retro flashback interview with the one and only Phil Keggy. Next on Green Room Door.
This UTR Media Podcast is sponsored by the new EP from three times Dove Award-winning singer-songwriter, Jenny Owens. You see what I can't see, you give me what I Wonder by Jenny Owens shares some remixes and new originals that showcase her gifted storytelling abilities. Sun is gonna shine again. Sun is gonna shine again. Sun is gonna shine again. Wonder by Jenny Owens, available now on Spotify, Apple Music, and all major music platforms. This Memorial Weekend, UTR is putting on the biggest music party we've ever thrown. Join us for White Owl Music Fest 2021, featuring a rare live performance from Grammy Award winners Jars of Clay. Also performing prolific songwriter Sandra McCracken. Plus, alumni of NBC's The Voice, Royce Lovett. The sun is here to tell you who you are. Listen up, you're a star. Plus, 10 more artists, all performing on Saturday, May 29th at beautiful Starstruck Farm, just outside of Nashville. This will be a safe, all-outdoor, socially distanced event. You're invited from far and wide with one-of-a-kind lodging options on-site. For White Owl Music Fest full concert roster and ticket information, go to whiteowlmusicfest.com. Welcome back to Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout. And in the second half here, we are going to do a 10-year rewind back to a conversation I had in the year 2011 with Phil Keggy. Yes, the legendary guitarist, singer-songwriter, really one of the godfathers of Christian rock. And um, it was just a blast to sit down and talk to him for a brief um, seven or eight minutes that year. And um, so I dusted this one out of the archives and uh, so we can revisit and listen. And so before we dive into a conversation with Phil Keggy, let's listen to a clip of one of his songs. Boy, it was hard to pick from his catalog because it's so big, <laughs> so many albums to choose from. So I went with 1994's Crimson and Blue. Here is a clip of the song Shouts of Joy. It's Phil Keggy. Joy. Hey, my brothers, 
When did you first discover your your gifting in music? Well, I think um, I really sensed it when I was in about the fifth grade. I got my first guitar, say, in 1961. And so I was, I think, in fourth grade or something like that. But the next year, when my brother Dave got me my first electric guitar, I just really took off and really felt that, oh, I love doing this. I love the sound of guitars. I love watching guitar players. I love listening to records and learning things off records. So I really sensed it. And then my mom and dad, both uh, along with my brother Dave, who got my guitar for me, uh, they really encouraged me. And uh, they were actually delighted to see how quickly I progressed as a teenager on the guitar. So I think it was then. But then in 1970, uh, a number of years later, when I was uh, 18 years old and I was experienced new birth, and I knew that then not only did I have a gift and uh, I was drawn to the music world and guitar playing in particular, but I knew that I had a purpose, mm. and that was to serve Jesus with my guitar playing as, as best I could throughout the years I think I've tried to do that. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever think that your music would, would, would? Uh, I mean, really, it's, it transcends generation, race, oh, yeah. ethnicity, um, mm -hmm. even faith barriers. Uh, yeah. Did you ever kind of uh, see that happening? <laughs> well, it's really interesting because uh, throughout the years, I've I've worked with uh, musicians from other countries and cultures. And in our own country, I've worked with a lot of, you know, um, um, African-American uh, black musicians. Uh, uh, I've, I've worked with blues bands. I've sat in with blues groups, you know. I've touched at jazz a, a bit. Uh, I've played on a, a Chinese album this past year. I've worked with Benny Prasad from India. I played on his album. Um, I've done an, an album that's not out yet called Newman, which is uh, with a percussionist, Kyle Jones, who's an expert at Indian music as well. So, yeah, uh, my, the opportunities and the doors have really opened up for me, especially since I've been an indie artist, you know, for almost the last 10 years now. Because I used to be with Word, Sparrow, all those labels, those labels as well as some other smaller indie labels. But now I've just just got all this freedom yeah. to, 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 to do all kinds of things. I recently played on a, a new Mickey Dolan's album. He was in The Monkees, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's actually, he's 64, and he's actually singing better than ever, and his album is great, and there's some great players on it. Uh, and I, uh, I'm working with some old friends. My original, uh, the, my friend John Safara, we were in Glass Harp together, and always will be Glass Harp. We yeah. still play together. We do concerts after 43 years, you know. And uh, we just released a new album called Interdimensional Traveler. Do you have a copy of that? I do, I do. Which is a lot of fun. It is. It's and got such a nice classic rock sound to it. It yeah. does, yeah. yeah, and a little bit of R&B, yeah, you know. Yeah. And we've just finished um, a follow-up album to that, and this one's barely out. We've got a new one finished, which is actually even a, it's even a, a notch, uh, I think, a notch up. Oh, yeah. It's really fun that's cool. music. Oh, really good, good, good. Um, obviously, you do a lot of different music, but... but as far as the music that I'm aware of uh -huh. that you've done, especially in the last decade or, or so, uh, this, the latest stuff seems to be a, kind of a return to the electric guitar for you. Is that is that? I mean, were you doing primarily acoustic stuff for uh, for years now? And yeah, probably because I was you know uh, touring mostly solo, 
just me and a road manager going out, you know, or my sound man going out, and I would do the loops, you know, and create all these loops while I play, <clears throat> which is a lot of fun. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, I, I, I've done some more work with Glass Harp. We put out a live album that we did a couple years ago at Beach Beachland Ballroom up in Cleveland, uh, and um, so that's very electric. Of course, it's all electric. <laughs> And then Interdimensional Traveler, the next one with uh, the Phil Keggy Trio, with John Safara and Jack Gearing. Um, I w would really love to do uh, a, a real rock and vocal electric guitar album again, like I did, you know, those those days back, Crimson and Crimson, Blue, yeah. and Find Me in These Fields. Those were yeah. very electric. Um, but yeah, I do love acoustic music, and it's an easy, it's just easy to play acoustic for me. Um, but I, I think I need a really good producer if I do another electric vocal album. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be really helpful for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of an odd question, but are you comfortable with... I'm sure people have told you often, have labeled you as, like, a music legend um, uh, or a Christian music legend. And, and is, that, is that kind of recognition uh, comfortable, or, or is it just kind of... Uh, is it something that... You, you kind of can appreciate the fact that, that people have connected so deeply with your art over the years? And well, you know, it's interesting. You were mentioning um, um, multicultural influence and also um, age diversity. Yeah. Um, the, I just got off uh, the road last night. I just got in late last night from Texas. I'd been up in Idaho over the last two weeks, so I did a lot of uh, concert concerts. And um, there, were, there were people from... 80 years old down to 10 coming to my concerts and they all seemed very very pleased and happy you know I, I met some great kids um, in fact uh, when I played in uh, Fredericksburg Texas just a couple nights ago uh, a, a, a group of six classical guitar players ages uh, 11 through 16 all played opening up for me and when I got to meet them all individually and they were just so excited I was excited about being a part of the evening and some of them have told me that I, I was a real inspiration one of the kids told my wife Bernadette who traveled with me on this trip that um, he became a guitar player because of me so uh, and then I have songs that she seem to just touch the heart of older people too uh, you know I'll be 60 this month in fact and uh, uh, so I'm, I'm somewhere between being a kid and an old person yeah. but I've got all these years and I still have my facilities I, I, I still love to sing I love to play yeah. and I still have this energy as long as the road doesn't sap it out of me too much but yeah. typically yeah. I, I just love going forward with music yeah. and trying to be a blessing yeah. um, so I, I think it's a, a great time to uh, still continue to be creative and move forward with my music if I yeah. can yeah is it okay to ask one? One more. Okay. You can keep it short. Uh, okay. Uh, I didn't even write this down, but you were mentioning young musicians. And, and even our program, we have a lot of musicians, and aspiring musicians that listen. So uh, how would you encourage them uh, if, there's, if there's musicians listening to the interview? Well, I'd say uh, really uh, take it seriously, but uh, also don't take yourself too seriously. Uh, accept your mistakes, accept your uh, your stumblings as you grow, but keep practicing and make it joyful. You know, make take delight in it. You know, I think we do always better when we um, love and appreciate 
the, the, the advances we make as musicians, even if it's in increments, uh, just don't give up. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say, you asked me how I feel about the, the term being a legend. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did want to address that. Um, <laughs> I, I just say thank you if my music is meant to you, and if you think that I'm a legend, and uh, that, that's okay with me. I think, uh, I think there are people in all walks of life and uh, our artistic abilities who uh, perhaps really deserve the term, but I don't really look at it with a capital L, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know uh, but I am a Christian with a capital C, nice. so that, that's, what, that's the most important thing. That's great. Yeah. Thanks, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, David. <laughs> what a treat that was. Yeah, I, we loved that conversation and, and nothing like doing an interview with a publicist breathing down your neck, right? <laughs> Uh, I think that was recorded at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention 10 years ago in 2011, a rewind interview with the legend Phil Keggy. Yes, he's willing to own that title. I love it. Um, And I hope you enjoyed it. We are going to um, put a link to Phil's website in our show notes if you want to explore and learn more about just he is pumping out new music i mean sometimes several albums a year so um he's someone you gotta keep your finger on the pulse of because he is always churning out new music Um, well it has been a blast hanging out with you here at green room door and excited that uh we get to spend this time together Uh, i couldn't do it without the help of folks just like you we have a handful i mean several dozen folks who are a part of our UTR support team. They um, are really patrons of the work that we do. They really believe not only that this is edifying to them, but that we can produce this content and send it out to thousands of people who may not ever give a gift to UTR, but um, a small tribe is able to really make it happen. So we would love to invite you to be a part of that that tribe, that support team, and you can do so at our website, utrmedia.org. Think about this. We love promoting gourmet music. We would love for you to consider giving up one fast food meal a month and instead provide gourmet music for thousands of people to hear. Um, So we're asking, could you give a gift of 10 or $15 a month to help the work continue here at UTR. If so, hop on board. We would just give you our utter thanks. And UTR is a 501c3 nonprofit. So all gifts are charitable and tax deductible. And if you just love diving deeper into the world of gourmet music, you can check out all the stuff that we're doing on our website, utrmedia.org. You can also follow us on all the socials at utrmedia. And we'll put links to some of these things that we've mentioned in the show notes of today's episode as well. Uh, Until next time, this is Dave Trout, and this has been a pleasure hanging out with you here on Green Room Door a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org.